Dr. Bill Sinyard here with another Gospel Rant, number 108. I'm looking at just how much shame is evident in the eight Oscar Best Picture nominated films. And this is not just an interesting psychological study, at least I hope it's interesting, that has little or no bearing in our lives. I'm observing that in the recent decade, uh, maybe a little bit longer, shame has become epidemic in our culture, and we're largely unaware of it. So what's shame? Shame is what happens when something occurs in my life, a memory or an awareness that makes me feel that there's something wrong with me or that I'm not enough to pull something off or live up to certain expectations, real or perceived. And I'm afraid that I'm inadequate somehow. And that brings up all kind of negative emotions, fear and anger and defensiveness, right? That I'm unworthy. And honestly, I'm subject to embarrassing, uncomfortable criticism or even abandonment. People walk off or leave or look down at me, despise me. It is a sense of powerlessness, but I don't want to confuse it with weakness. It has a sharp, sometimes subtle, sometimes not sense of judgment or fear of judgment or self-criticism to it. And look, we all do it. I do talk to people who go, well, I don't understand what shame is. I don't, I don't think I feel that. Well, unless you're an extreme psychopath or narcissist, you do feel it. You just don't know it. And that's the point of these podcast is to help us understand it better and see it. So to be clear, shame rarely comes to my awareness so clearly that I can get out a microscope and analyze it, you know, so that I can make reasonable life changes. You know, ah, there you are, you knucklehead. Shame, I see you. Okay, so uh, well, here's what I need to do. Let me look at, uh, let me Google it and do steps A through D and that should clear it up. It's, it's, you can't get rid of shame like you're trying to get rid of a facial blemish, you know, apply cream and rinse. So understand that shame hides. That's what it's good at. It's an innate quality. And who wants to feel shame, right? Or see your own shame or to admit that we're ashamed or have done something shameful or falling short of expectations. That's not American, right? I don't. And my brain doesn't either. So my shame hides. It covers up. It deflects. It excuses. It ignores. It denies. And if we were aware, we would see that our brain is co-conspirator in the cover-up. That's what it does. It's not evil. It's how I'm created. It's being human. We all do it. So, are you following me so far? If shame is not reasonably easy to spot or fix so that I can easily self-analyze and correct, what is it? Here we go. Shame. One person described it as an undercurrent of sensed emotion of which we may have either a slight or robust impression. All right, let me interpret that. It's this bag or ball of emotions that just doesn't have a lot of reason to it. It's, it's that sense of negative emotions, anger, sadness, um, self-blame, defensiveness, all of those things can uh, encompass my shame or be ignited by my shame. And let me be clear, it resides in our emotional bandwidth, but it's kind of confusion. Those negative emotions aren't our shame, but shame ignites them and shame roots uh, in, in those negative emotions. So that's the point of these podcasts is to help us take real steps to begin to identify our shame in the mirror of media so that 
you know, we can just better recognize it in our lives and how it's affecting our sense of identity and worth and relationships and joy and, and, and religion and careers. And if we can better understand it, then we can also begin to apply the power of the gospel to our shame, Christians. Perfect love casts out fear, and shame is a function of fear. And I'll say some more about that in a minute. All right, back to the movies. The movie Black Panther. By the way, great movie, but it's riddled with shame. And it's hardly obvious at first blush. I mean, I'm looking at uh, film reviews and, and very few people, if any, talk about it. Uh, so I think this should be helpful. I think this is what we do. So uh, good news. Shame isn't just for losers, for those on the lower socioeconomic ladder. It's, it's not just for fails, failures who fall fallen short of expectation. It's the highly successful who can feel shame equally as well. Shame, you don't have to be rich or poor or black or white, or male or female, or American or some other country. Shame is a human problem, all right? So, Black Panther. Imagine a superpower that has been supernaturally, by chance, right, blessed with unique resources, in this case, a super metal vibranium and a miraculous healing herb that gives superhuman strength and speed and instincts. They didn't earn it. It was a fluke of nature that made these tribes of Wakanda the greatest and most technological nation on the planet. Uh, this comes from the introduction. And Jadaka is telling his son the story of home. And he tells of a meteor that struck the heart of Africa and bestowed five tribes with vibranium. Like I said, the most powerful element on the planet. All right, so here we go. Storyteller. The Wakandans developed technology more advanced than any other nation. But as Wakanda thrived, the world around it descended further into chaos. To keep vibranium safe, the Wakandans vowed to hide in plain sight, keeping the truth of their power from the outside world. And the child says, and we still hide, Baba? Oh boy, that's a telling question. Storyteller, yes. Child, why? Pregnant pause. I love it. Sometimes it takes a child to say something or ask something, and, and that question, for some crazy reason, from the, from, the, from the voice of a child, totally exposes our shame and nakedness. The child got it and asked the right question. Maybe, just maybe, there was a good reason in the beginning of Wakanda's history to keep the stuff secret. And, all right, I, I can reason that, maybe. But now, fast forward to the present, these couple of tribes, this, this few people as advanced as they were, still refused to share that wealth with the rest of the world, which was falling into chaos all around them, including those of the same race, which is kind of the point of the film. And they justified it to themselves. It was so easy. And no judgment, because I do it all the time. Uh, the warrior prince, Wakabi, gives us the official, largely unquestioned party line when he says, if you let the refugees in... They bring their problems with them. And then Wakanda is like everywhere else. There it is. Oh, my gosh. And he can't hear it. He cannot hear how insensitive and uncaring uh, that is. Uh, the throne usurper Jadaka uh, says it as well. Uh, here's a quote. Y'all sitting up here all comfortable. It must feel good. It's about 2 billion people all over the world that looks like us, but their lives are a lot harder. Wakanda has the tools to liberate them all. Right? Of course. And ironically, it was in Jadaka's father 
who had been unjustly killed for plotting to give <laughs> plotting to give vibranium to the rest of the world. See, all his father wanted to do was to help hurting people and was ultimately killed as a traitor to Wakanda. I mean, think about that. I mean, when did such compassion become a crime? Right? So let me bring their shame into the open. If Wakanda's shame could speak and would tell the truth, right, which shame does neither, I imagine this conversation. Uh, imagine an AA meeting, right? Hi, I'm Wakanda, and I'm ashamed. Hey, Wakanda. <laughs> I have a deep secret. I'm afraid that if I opened up to the rest of the world now and shared my stuff with everyone, then I would no longer be special. I would be just a, a regular nation. And also, maybe this is worse, if I came out of the closet of nations, I'm terrified to see that in spite of all of my advantages, I would really see that I'm not advanced at all in the areas of compassion, inclusivity, caring for others, and generosity. I, I couldn't take seeing myself as that indifferent and selfish. It would hurt too much to see that mirrored in the eyes of other peoples who look just like me. I would have to deal with the obvious questions. Where were you, brother? And why didn't you help us? Are you feeling that? Are you feeling the shame? Whew, we get it. No one here is questioning that the universe gave Wakanda a staggering poker hand, right? That caused them to advance so much quicker than all the other tribes and peoples. No one questions that such technology in the wrong hand would be disastrous. Uh, and so it makes sense that it be protected. Check. And yet, what doesn't make sense and is shameful, and at some level Wakanda knows this, is that this advanced so-called compassionate society hid from view and refused to help hurting people and nations around them that were in desperate need of help, all in the name of protecting their advantage. At some point, it is no longer reason but shame that sets in so deeply that they, they can no longer hear reason or feel compassion for others. That's two of the things that shame does. It disintegrates our humanity. And this is not just a black or white thing. It's a human thing. Uh, per Thompson, again, to be human is to be infected with this phenomenon we call shame. And one of the nasty signs of shame's presence and activity is the disintegration of any and all relationships it touches. That's key. So for Wakanda, shame didn't manifest as an unbearable torrent of, of uh, emotions and addictions and anger and rage. It, it convinced them subtly that they should separate from the world community. And then continue to separate long after it made any sense to do so, even if it made sense at the beginning. And then to still believe somehow that you're an advanced people. Right? Shame's brilliant. Uh, Wakanda desperately needed to keep their secret. Shame is committed to secrets. All right. You get it. Great movie, by the way. It definitely could get the Oscar for Best Picture. Uh, it's time that a Marvel movie is recognized by the Academy. This could be the one. So shame meter, drum roll. I give it a 7.5, a little lower than the favorite. Why? Largely because in the end, you know, a bit of a spoiler alert, there is redemption, a redemptive resolution where, where Wakanda's shame is, is admitted and they publicly commit to step into relationships with other nations and people. Um, one scene, uh, T'Challa just blasts his dead father in that place where deceased kings go. Uh, T'Challa says, why, Baba, why didn't you bring the boy home? 
You have to watch the movie to know what that means. Baba. And he's so ashamed, he's not even looking at T'Challa's eyes. Because he was the truth. I chose to admit, T'Challa, you were wrong to abandon him. Baba, I chose my people. I chose Wakanda. Our future depended upon it. Right? you remember the lie of shame? T'Challa, yelling at his father and all of the other Wakanda kings who had deceased. You were wrong. All of you were wrong to turn your back on the rest of the world. We let our, the fear of our discovery stop us from doing what is right. No more. I must right these wrongs. And uh, there we are. Christian, Jesus is the one who has already actually paid for any and all shame that, that you or I are carrying so that so that you can begin, I can begin to be more vulnerable, love others, and actually be loved by others more. And I'm not saying you aren't. I'm saying that you know, there's a scale but 0 and 10, and, and you might be at a 6, and a 7 is better than a 6. And the truth is you don't have a muscle group to, to root out your shame, to analyze the shame, even when you can actually begin to see it clearly. But as a child of God, uh, you can do a, a pre, prevenient strike, you can access power from the Holy Spirit by asking, and it does have that muscle group. It has that innate power to scrape our, uh, up our shame. Not perfectly, that's heaven, yet it should be noticeable. It's a present experience of God's perfect love for you, his embrace of you right now, today, that you can experience, that can begin to cast out your fear, emasculate your fear just a little bit. It's baby steps, right, this side of heaven. But then you begin to experience more vulnerability, freedom, identity, happiness, joy, sense of purpose, all those things that shame has been hiding. You'll care for others just a little bit more. Do you want to know how? Check out the website, www.gospel-app.com for more. All right. See you at the next podcast. Take heart, child of God. Dedicating time each day to spend feeding our minds and our hearts the truth of God's Word is immensely helpful in our growth as followers of Christ. I'm John Stonge, and each day I host a show called Daily Devotions with Pastor John. On the show, I spend just a few minutes taking an applicational look at one or two verses of Scripture before coming to the Lord in prayer. If you'd like to make a habit of spending more time meditating on the truth of God's Word, You can listen to Daily Devotions with Pastor John at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.